Stephen. I'm John. And this is a story about the epic Russia versus America. Yep, or as we like to call it, Rocky IV. Yeah, so you get Dolph Lundgren, a big six foot five, two hundred and sixty pound beast, is against Sylvester Stallone, five six, one eighty. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, basically, like he could fit Rocky into like one of his gear bags. Yeah, like, you know? he could just carry, like, he could be, like, a carry-on at an airport. Right, like, yeah. He, he wouldn't even need, he's, like, a little chihuahua or something. He's it's like, like, I'm carrying my Stallone around with Right, me. yeah. Sir, what, what's in the bag? My enemy. <laughs> um, okay. You That's, can go. You yeah, can go. You're good, man. Uh, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna pat him down. Fuck that. <laughs> Look at that guy. Yeah. I give him an ocular pat down, you know, like, I'm yeah, always sunny. seems legit. A guy's head sticking out of the bag. He, he's still breathing. So, he can go. He's clear, man. Yeah, he passes the x-ray and everything. He's good. I'm not really worried about bombs because it looks like the dude is a fucking weapon, so... Yeah, they uh, almost made a Drago movie after this movie was made. Oh, that would have been good, I think. Yeah, so it, it, it was something that almost happened and then just it just didn't. Uh, I think it just cost was going to be a little expensive and you know the, the uh, there's still a script out there the script was written uh, for the Drago movie so we'll probably see some of that script in this Creed 2 uh, yeah you know kind of mixed in the budget for this movie is 31 million pretty cheap um, uh, the gross for this million this movie was 300 million with inflation in 1985, this movie would have made 682 million dollars in the box office. Damn. I did the I did the inflation calculator because I thought I was like, damn, 300 million in 1985. That's pretty damn good <laughs> money now. Yeah. So you think about something back back in like the early 80s, like Back to the Future or whatever, that had box office at like four or five hundred million dollars or something like that. That that would have been like a billion dollar movie in the eighties. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that well that and like what probably Raiders of the Lost Ark and mm -hmm. Ghost the first Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh yeah, shit, there's a lot of them that probably would in today's money hit about a about a billion, yeah. Yeah, so here's a funny fact that I found. Um no actors who play Russians in this movie are actually Russians. <laughs> Not one. 
Uh, Dolph is, of course, Swedish. Uh, Brigitte Nilsson is Danish. And the everybody else is Americans. Oh, really? <laughs> They're just really good actors. Yeah. Uh, but before we get too far pretty along... Good, pretty good uh, voice coaches, too, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get too far along, let's tell them what type of beer we're drinking. A very American beer. So, uh, we actually went domestic this time, instead of getting something that was, uh, you know, like foreign. Uh, <laughs> because this is still American month, damn it. Mm -hmm. But this is uh, Budweiser Freedom Reserve, and it's a red lager... It's, uh, it's basically, I've never seen this before. We just happened to be in, uh, neighborhood Walmart. Where's our check? Uh, <laughs> where's our check? Where's our check, Walmart? No, we were just happened to be in neighborhood Walmart and we're just kind of like, hey, they had a bunch of, uh, Budweiser stuff there. And it's like, hey, Freedom Reserve. And it's got a little bit of molasses in it and it's got, uh, yeah, some good stuff. We're giving Carmel it a Hall. three out of three star. Uh, it's a good just I was going to give it like a 2.8, but I'm like... I, we don't it, do 0.8s. Yeah, I was like... but we do 2.5 or 3s. But I'm like, if I'm going to do 2.8, I might as well make it a 3. you got to make it a 3. We're, yeah. we're not going to get confusing with these ratings. It's, <laughs> it's pretty simple to understand. You know, I did notice the difference between regular Walmart uh, and neighborhood Walmart. And it dawned on me today. I've been there many a times. I mean, yoga pants are the thing to wear to neighborhood Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's like the thing. <laughs> yeah. Neighborhood Walmart, it's like, let us throw some yoga pants on and go to shop at right. Walmart. Because, you know, if you want to go camel watching, that's the place to go. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded pretty bad. Right. <laughs> don't 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 go don't go to Walmart to, to look at that. Go go to shop, but if one walks by, you know, show right, some respect. Yeah. They wore the yoga pants for a reason. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't true. to go do yoga. Yeah. Because they're not doing yoga. Is that at the grocery store? No, yeah. definitely not. Uh. How many people are like, oh, I'm done with yoga. Now let me go do groceries at neighborhood Walmart. No, yeah. they put the yoga pants on because they know their ass looks good in it. And then they go right to Walmart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll allow it. That's good. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. My wife wears yoga pants. She has a big ass. It works. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so during the training montage, Rocky grabs a black and white picture of Drago, crumbles it, uh, you know, throws it or whatever, just like Apollo Creed does to his picture in Rocky Two. So that was kind of a mirror thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, your enemy... It was not a title match. Um, no. Because the U.S. Boxing Board did not sanction the fight. That's in a deleted scene. But that's why it's not for a title, because it's not a sanctioned fight. Um, uh, Dolph nearly had his own Drago movie, like I was talking about earlier. It's very close. Uh, it would have been cool if it would have happened. Uh, Mr. T was almost in this movie as Clever Lang again. But he decided to write him out. Ivan Drago is pressing 455 pounds in the training part of the movie. We don't know if that was Dolph doing it or fake weights. My guess is Dolph did it. Yeah. Oh, I would, yeah. When he's doing the... Yeah, when the, he's the, doing the... the my, my guess is he's pressing the 455. He probably is doing it. 
I mean, I, I uh, do you remember what Dolph benches normally? Uh, he benches a lot. He's a very fucking strong guy. Well, especially back in 85, because how old was he in 85? Like, 22, 23? Yeah, he was pretty young. He, he was, was in his early 20s, yeah. Uh, Dolph chose to make Drago silent. That wasn't originally in the script. It's supposed to be a whole little showdown. He wanted Drago to be silent because Apollo and Clover were loud. So he was like, maybe he needs a silent opponent. Um, yeah, uh, I think it makes Drago more menacing, though. Yeah, Dolph sent Stallone to the hospital because Stallone, you know, wanted to actually get into it with Dolph for about 15 seconds, and it ended up caving his chest in, swelling up his heart, and he almost died. Uh, he hit him so hard. Uh, That's when you... And the thing is, is that Dolph isn't actually a boxer. He was a, a taekwondo. We'll, we'll, taekwondo? Get, we'll get to that. That's in some of uh, some later things that we'll get into. Yeah. About what exactly he is. But he had like a regular martial arts background, not a boxing background. Yeah, and right. Still, but he was a very—he's a very good striker in martial arts. So it makes well, yeah. I mean, he's not translates. a boxer, but he's a striker. He can definitely punch the shit out of you. Yes. Yeah. That's so. For sure. Uh, Arnold was almost the person that played Ivan Drago. Oh, man. What, th so, the reason that maybe he didn't do it was because he didn't want to play a Russian? Is that what it was? Uh, I don't think the Russian thing had anything to do with it. It could have, uh, but I think Because it's... Arnold, just like, he hates communism, so playing a Russian character probably wouldn't. I, I think maybe that might be why. Yeah, maybe. I mean, most, most people should hate communism, but that... That's not what exactly, I mean, Ivan Drago wasn't a communist by choice in this. He was a communist and, by birth because he was born in the Soviet yeah. Union, yeah. So, whenever you look at Ivan Drago's character, he he kills Creed at the first of the movie, but, which, well, we'll get into that later. Yeah, in we'll get into the that, that's That's here. in the comments stuff, so I'll yeah. leave that alone for now. And, one of the last things I was going to uh, say about this was... Uh, well, no, I got a few things. Okay, so for one, Dolph Lundgren and Carl Weathers didn't get along very well. Um, Dolph threw him across the ring a couple times, and he stormed out and said, I'm calling my agent, I'm going to quit. And um, Stallone's the one that talked him into you know, finishing the movie and all that kind of stuff and made him kind of see eye to eye, at least for the uh, rest of the film. But uh, it was kind of just... I think it was Carl Weathers' cockiness and stuff, and Dolph's not going to put up with that. And, you know, no, Carl was probably getting mad because Dolph's just kind of picking him up and slinging him, and Carl Weathers was a football player and everything, and he's not used to just being tossed around. Right. Well, I think also part of it is that he had, you know, maybe a little bit of the cockiness that Creed had, so that actually maybe that kind of makes sense somehow that, yeah. You know, he basically got manhandled by a guy, and it's like, well, if nothing else, this is this is how you're going to have to play Apollo. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't want to have his pride hurt, you know? Yeah, so that is one thing. Uh, the shortest film in the Rocky franchise at 91 minutes. Uh, and for you guys that are probably going to flood the Internet as soon as you hear this, there is an online go game uh, that's called Ivan Drago Justice Enforcer. And you can go through in this game and beat up people as Ivan Drago. It is a side-scroller. Enjoy. Right. 
Yeah, I think I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. yeah. So have fun, nerds. Yeah. last few weeks. And, uh, what we're going to be doing, um, is, sorry, the speaker was screwing up. <laughs> if you can hear it in the background, the speaker screwed up. Sorry. Um, yeah, we're having technical difficulties today. Yeah, that <laughs> thing's probably gonna get thrown, like, against the wall or something. Um, in the fire! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Throw all your Amazon speakers in the fire. Unless they sponsor us, then we'll tell you that they're really good. Right, you yeah. You should have one. Uh, <laughs> as long as you don't get hacked and they send all of your recordings to somebody you work with. Yeah. So Which well, actually happened, by the way. Look it up. <laughs> and we could only hope they do that for us. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> send all of our shit to everybody. <laughs> just have our podcast randomly start playing on everybody's speaker. And I'd be like, well, I mean, that's good advertising. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we got the card game. And like I said before, if anybody has a card with a celebrity, uh, infamous person, anything like that. Uh, with, famous people, famous killers. Yeah, with a, yes, exactly. With a drinking rule and uh, amazing unknown fact, because we don't want normal facts that everyone knows. We want pretty unique facts. So, um... We're going to start this game. I'll start. Okay. Um, well, I've seen this one. So. Yeah. Okay. Halle Berry. Oh, okay. That's the one I wrote, yeah. Uh, say, Cleveland Rocks! And give six seconds. Oh, okay. Drink six seconds. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I made it a, a give six seconds. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Good. Is the only actress to win the Best Actress Academy Award as a black woman slash woman of color. I think that means the same thing. Well, some people, they, they don't like you to say just, like, pure black. They like to say, like, woman of color, so... Does that, that mean be... that she's the only actress, uh, like, Asian and everything, like? Uh, well, yeah, la Latino, uh, Asian, and then, like, basically any... any like a non-white group, okay, non-white yeah, she, group. because she ha because she's half black because of her pre-hopes of her dad. Uh, she's the only person like I thought. Lapita Nyong'o was the second woman to do it, but Lapita actually won um, best supporting actress, not best actress. Well, yeah, because she wasn't the star; it was the yeah, other guy. She was the supporting actress for Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. Yes, it was Twelve Years a Slave. Okay, so. What I got was Dolph Lundgren, a <laughs> boy. Uh, so, uh, punch a fist-sized drink in your mouth. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, that's so that means like a big gulp. Big huh? chug. Yeah. Oh. Bob, why is it so good? Ah, I must break you. 
Okay. He won the European Championship in karate in 1980 and 81, and the Australian Heavyweight Tournament in 1982. Yes, and he was uh, a favorite to... I didn't know that part. Okay. Yeah, he was a favorite to win the 83 World Tournament while only being a green belt. But uh, He started... He started... The kill was yeah. 83, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he started in movies. So, there you go. Now you know more about Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> okay, now this is one that I know. I don't know if many people know or remember this guy. Some guys would be too young. Prince Nassim Hamed. Ah. Uh, drink your beer and be like Timba. <laughs> Timba. Like Timba. Okay, uh, if y'all don't know what uh, I'm talking about there, Prince Nassim uh, knocked a guy out. I think it was the ninth round of one fight. And then he was talking to, uh, what was the guy's name? Larry? Um... Jim Lampley? No, he, it was the older guy. His name was Larry. Uh, anyway. Yeah. He's an HBO guy. Um, I forgot now. I, yeah. I mean, it was like, it was like I just hit him and he went down and I was like, Timba! Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. The dude was really, really good. Uh, second richest British boxer of all time. Behind um, Lennox. Yes. Lennox, Lennox Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Good job. Okay. I was almost going to say Rick Bow, but he's not English, is he? Riddick Bow? Riddick Bow, I do not think is English now. Oh, okay. But it's Lennox Lewis. Yeah. He's it is. The... It would be Lennox Lewis regardless. Yeah. If Riddick Bow is English, he'd probably be third. <laughs> so I got to be on the hate card. Is this like a Joker's card? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, take a shot, you lucky fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is our shot card. We only have... Um... Oh, yeah, okay, this is actually... This is kind of funny how like some shit goes full circle. It's like, uh, so uh, me and Steve met in high school when Steve began talking uh, about... Uh, when they began talking about uh, Dolph Lundgren nonstop. Because I remember our, we were in the lunch line, and you were, you were talking about... Were you talking about Universal Soldier? And you, I think you were yeah, talking about maybe. Dolph or something. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Lundgren, like the dude from Rocky IV, the Russian guy. And you were like, yeah, yeah. And then eventually whoever you were talking to just, like, fucked off and went somewhere else. And we kept talking yeah, <laughs> about yeah. Dolph. Yeah. And then we've been friends ever since. Yeah, basically. Here's a shot to that. That's a, that's a Joker's card, Beyond the Hate. I thought that would be an interesting twist yeah. to our card game. Give you a little, little bit of Here, history here's nugget to there. years and years of friendship. Yep. Woo Tastes a little better this time around. The crown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still have some crown black from last time. Okay. Yeah. So, this is Danzig. Glenn Danzig. Oh. Drink for six seconds. Okay. He has written songs for Johnny Cash and Roy Orbison. Yeah, the man's basically a legend. Johnny Cash was a huge fan of his when he was alive, and so was Roy Ar Orbison. A lot of country guys really love playing Danzig. Well, because I think the thing is because like a lot of uh, Danzig stuff, it sounds really good as country songs mm -hmm. for some reason, even though it's meant to be like hard rock and like metal songs and stuff. Because the because the song Thirteen was written for Johnny. Right, yeah. You know. See, I'm glad you, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you had 
that knowledge in your head to name a couple of the songs that he wrote. Yeah. I didn't have time to look those up. I knew that he wrote some, I just didn't remember the specific ones. Because uh, Johnny, uh, just really quickly while we're still here on Danzig, uh, Johnny Cash was working for American Recordings when he was doing those last albums. Uh, bef you know, that was like his last recording time, and Danzig was working at American Recordings at the same time, and I can't remember, it was one of the producers was like, uh, hey Johnny, uh, Glenn has wrote you a song, and he was like, oh, he, he wrote me a song, okay, well let me see what he wrote, and then he read it, and he was like, uh, he's like, son, I'll do it, I'll, I'll, I'll do this song, he was like, I like this, because he was like, yeah, he's like, I thought, I thought this was, I think Danzig wrote it to be for his band, but he was like, "No, I want to hear Johnny Cash sing it." Yeah, you know, so it's 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 all. Awesome. Or is it your turn? No, it's yours. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I just had the dancing. <laughs> We've taken too many punches to the head today. So, <laughs> uh, so I got Chuck Wepner. Drink uh, fifteen mighty seconds. Shit. Fifteen <laughs> seconds for fifteen rounds. Is that what it is? Yeah, for fifteen rounds. Okay, so let's do this and then I'll read. Okay, you go first because I don't want 15 seconds of silence. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Okay, now count for me. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, he finished it. So. Oh, <laughs> that's uh. It's gonna happen when you drink beer. That's gonna happen when you just drink. Yeah. So he's the biome bleeder. Uh, went toe to toe with Ali, knocking him down in the ninth and taking him the distance. Stallone watched the fight and then wrote Rocky. That's pretty yeah, because I remember like he saw that and he was like, "Damn, that's a really good story." Like a guy who just kind of comes out of nowhere and actually yeah, like some, puts some the kid from down. New Jersey. Puts the champ down, takes him 15 rounds. Uh, he loses the fight, but that's kind of how the first Rocky went, too. Because uh, Apollo was supposed to be Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Supposed uh, to be, like, the greatest fighter in the world. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, he had to be in this deck for this movie. If you're going to talk about Rocky, you have to talk about Old Chuck. Alright, here we go. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Uh, say, Yo, Adrian! I'm drunk! <laughs> After taking a drink. <laughs> okay. So you're giving that to me, huh? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I just said it. So drink and then say it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yo, Adrian! I'm drunk! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm fucked up! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's good stuff. Alright, his first starring role was in a porn called The Party at Kitty and Studs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's where he got the Italian stallion from, huh? He was called the Italian stallion. Oh man. my god. That's why he likes to put his bare ass in movies all the time. Yeah. It's like, yo, look, Demolition Man, I totally want everybody to see my ass cheeks, man. Yeah. That's my ass looks good. It's like, I mean, it's all right, Stallone. No, my fucking ass looks good, man. Put it on okay, screen. Dude, okay, dude. Okay, we get it. I mean, you're gonna be yeah, naked. I mean, it's okay, but you're not a Van Damme. Yeah. You don't have that Van Damme ass. Okay. 
So, uh... So I got Logan Lerman. You grabbed two shit. No, never mind. No, you're good. You're good. Okay, we have like one card left. Yeah, right? my bad. Okay. I, I miscounted. Okay. Uh, so I got Logan Lerman. Uh, good chug for the demigod himself. <laughs> <laughs> good okay. chug. Good chug for the demigod. Well, that finished my beer. Okay. I'll throw it over here. Okay. Um, Pile of beers I'll kick over eventually during the show. Yeah, like you normally do. Uh, so his dream is to be a director. Yes. Which, that's probably going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, he's well on his way. He's already got a lot of that up. Uh, hopefully. I mean, I, I want to see him in more stuff. He's got some really good stuff coming up. So, All right, so this last card was a card that um, I had to add just because of the history of our podcast. Uh, Mila Jovovich. 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 <laughs> Mila Jovovich. <laughs> okay, I think you're making it creepy. You're almost making it a Me Too thing now. Mila Jovovich. <laughs> oh, but whenever, yeah, like when, we're, when, we're, when we cover movies, like when we cover Fifth Element, and people were like, oh, Mila's so hot. It's like, that's how they sound. It's yeah. like, Mila uh, Jovovich. Yeah, they're like, oh, Mila's so hot. <laughs> Mila's so hot. Me so horny. <laughs> Me so horny. Love you long time, Mila. You can't act. You suck. Now come suck this. Yeah. <laughs> People are gross. People are <laughs> disgusting, yes. Okay, drink for ten seconds and make a zombie noise. Okay, we both have to do this. Okay. Um, Why a zombie noise? That is a, oh, because of Mila, yeah, Resident Evil. Okay, I had really? to think for a Why second. a zombie noise? Yeah, I was at first. I was like, I don't know how this relates, and I'm like, oh wait, Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna yeah. ca- we're gonna take a quick ten because we have stuff to get to. Right. right? Yeah. Ah, brains. Brains. <laughs> brains. Yeah. Uh, she went to high the same high school as Christina Applegate. Oh. Bet you didn't know that. No, I did not. <laughs> We're going to find a bunch of interesting stuff out tonight. Yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Can we turn the volume back up from the speaker? shit fucking up we're still recording we're still working for you guys yeah you know listen to us like us donate message us beyond the hate yahoo.com let's get this shit rolling yeah now for some brain damage right yeah oh reading some of this shit is like getting brain damage uh okay (laughs) so rocky four when i'm going through the comments for this it's like uh i'm when I'm going through, I'm thinking that, like, I'm going to have very specific things that I'm going to be able to find. And, like, in the first person, I found almost all of my, like, bullet points, basically, that I was looking for. 
So I didn't really have to go that much farther. I only had to go into like the two star reviews. So this is basically one stars and two stars on IMDb, and I found everything in here, you know. And I actually was able to do this pretty quickly because uh, I finished everything in I don't know, probably about an hour and a half total. Didn't right. take me that long. So because people uh, hate themselves some Rocky, uh, especially this movie. So so starting off. Uh, it says, in Rocky IV, Stallone turns the inspiring story of a no-name boxer who becomes world champion into part of the Cold War culture battle between the United States and the USSR. Every opportunity is taken to portray Russians in an unflattering light as drug-taking cheats or whatnot. Really, this movie is part of the Stallone oeuvre, which is like French. I'm not even right. sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, it basically means a Stallone's body of work, essentially. Uh, where you could bill his movies as produced by the Pentagon and directed by the CIA. What? In other words, pure political propaganda, which uh, played as a part in Reagan's Cold War against the Soviets. The fact that, that it was shot during the Cold War Wait, isn't did really... Reagan direct this movie? Uh, no, definitely okay. not. He Keep was going. president at this point. Uh, uh, the Cold War isn't really a valid excuse for the horribly stereotyped Russians. The entire Russian population seems to consist of people totally devoid of emotion with their sole reason for existence being to uh, humiliate Americans. Even the country itself is stereotyped in that 80s American way where every shot inside the Soviet Union has to be in midwinter. Naturally, Mr. Balboa and his crew arrived there during a snowstorm. Why do we need to see a Cold War allegory represented uh, as a by a boxer from South Philly? <laughs> you know, <laughs> one thing I was uh, thinking when we was watching the movie earlier was whenever he does show up in Russia, it almost is kind of like, hey, you're in Russia. Welcome to hell. <laughs> right. Welcome to hell. Because <laughs> it was like the worst weather. Everyone looked angry or sad. Right. But you got to understand, this movie was made in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so, America's view of Russia was that they were the bad guys. Yeah. But, even in 1985, the message at the end of the movie is that we could all get along, basically. Yeah. Because he was like, you know, if, if I can change... And you can change. We can all change. Yeah. You know? And um, we have some stuff about that at the very end of this. So that right about there, how it ends. apparently this guy's never seen the end of this movie. Because, yeah, I mean, Russia... Well, let's be honest. Russia is a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shout out to all of our Russian friends out there. Do we have Russian listeners? I, do, uh, I, I think we have a few. We <laughs> like seen... you guys, but everybody else are dicks. Right, yeah. If you're listening to this show, you can't be too bad. Because if you listen to this show, just just so you guys know, if we say anything that seems like it may be directed to you, if you're listening to this show, it shows that you're not one of these people. Yeah, you're not one of the people that take it super serious. So you already, you know, if you listen to our show and you get mad, you shouldn't be listening to our show. It's just not for you. Well, and I think, too, is that, like, there's a lot of people who get stereotyped in these kind of movies. I mean, hell, even Apollo was basically a stereotype of the flashy, trash-talking boxer, well, you know? Because he's kind of stereotyped off, or, off of somebody like Muhammad Ali. Oh, uh, yeah, you absolutely. Know? 
and Polly. He's kind of a stereotype as kind of like, you know, the drunk, you know, useless brother-in-law. You know, like, yeah. he's a stereotype, too. So it's like everybody... I have a useless brother-in-law. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or multiple. Wait, which one? <laughs> We're just going to... I think I know who you're talking about. We're not going to name names. So, uh, probably two out of three. Right, yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah. I say names just in case one of them listens and then they're like, oh, yes, those two. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the other two. I'm the good one. I'm the good one. Yeah. So, <laughs> you have a 33% chance of not yeah. being the asshole. Right? You're so, but, exactly. You know, but the whole thing is, is that, like, you know, when they, they talk about how, like, how the Russians are portrayed and stuff like that, it's like, to a degree, I mean, that's, that's not to say that all Russians are exactly like this, but... Everybody, like, the Rocky movies are basically kind of like a jazzed-up version of reality. And, you know, to a degree, I think that they showed the Russians, I think, in a fairly good light. Now, like, when you see the original press conference, when, you know, it's, uh, is it the, the, the general secretary and uh, Drago's wife, I forgot what her first name is, uh, but Brigitte Nielsen, Brigitte Nielsen's character... You know, they're basically she was just, married to Stallone during this time. Yeah, but like she's just doing like a normal press conference, you know, and I think that like her personality and everything is like she seems like she's pretty cool. And even and we'll we'll talk here about like, you know, Drago versus Apollo, but the one thing that I noticed that was pretty interesting is that she goes up to Apollo's wife and, you know, she was like wanting to shake her hand, like, you know, uh, to try and, you know, show that, like, hey, you know, I don't have any ill will towards your husband or anything like that, and that kind of thing, and, you know, his, Apollo's wife was kind of, like, hesitant, because it's like, it, what are you doing? And she was like, you know, they're, they're sportsmen, not soldiers, like, you know, they're not, it's not military, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, say, like, you know, let's have a good fight, and hopefully both of our, both of our men look good, you know, but she doesn't come across as, like, this weird, like, ice queen that she's just, like, you know, like, you know, Drago destroy people, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like she's not doing that. You well, know. she does smile whenever Apollo is murdered, though. Yeah, but you know that's just because I think that she she just likes the fact that Drago looks good in that moment. I don't think it's necessary. I could have been any American in that ring, and it was like, it was like her smiling at how the Soviets were like superior to the Americans. Right, right. I think it was more of that, not really Apollo dying necessarily. It was him defeating an American, and if he happens to die, he dies, you know. If he dies, he dies. You know, uh, but, you know, like, Rocky, let's not get it twisted, though, because we've covered some of the greatest heroes this month. Gary from Team America, because he was... Gary Johnson. He was, because Gary was willing to fucking do anything, even... Even suck a man's dick for his country. <laughs> for his country. Yeah. You gotta uh, ask yourself, <laughs> would you suck a dick for your country? <laughs> right. That should be a bumper sticker. It just has, like, the puppet of Gary on the bumper sticker. Yeah, and you put that would on the you back suck a dick for your, your country? country. <laughs> and then it says, like, I did. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, and then we talked. Damon. And then we talked about Captain America. We talked about Superman, who were, like, you know. Because Cap was, you know, from Brooklyn and Superman's from Kansas. I mean, well, Krypton and Kansas. I mean, mostly Kansas. Mostly Kansas. 
99% Kansas. <laughs> 1% Krypton. And when he was there for that day. Yeah. And then gets shot off planet. Yeah. Uh, but then the other thing is when you look at who we have to kind of finish this month out for like America Month, celebrating America's freedom, we got to fucking put Rocky Balboa in there. Yes, you know? Rocky. Yeah, because, I mean, Rocky's a badass. How do you not like Rocky? Which, well, I mean, these assholes apparently don't, but... They're all terrorists. <laughs> CIA, just look at these fucking uh, ratings right here, and you know where the terrorists are. You know where ISIS is, because all you have to do is just look at their, you know, their addresses, their web addresses, and you can see where they are. We it's like, know well, where... all these people that hate Rocky are clearly terrorists. That's right. <laughs> because, I mean, he's like the most American. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, like, Captain America, Superman, and then, like, Rocky. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And then Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, Will Smith's probably the other. Another <laughs> another hero of ours from, uh, you know, West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia. He's from West Philly. I spent most of my days chilling out, yeah. relaxing. I've watched that show way too much. And then Stallone's from South Philly, so, you know. Yeah, he'd be like, South Philadelphia, born and raised. Yeah. You know? Well, no, Stallone isn't actually from Philly himself. Rocky is, but it's still. Where's Stallone from? I don't like, know. Mass- Hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was born a laundromat. Anyway, um, no. <laughs> that would be a horrible place to be burnt to be uh, born. You know. Right. <laughs> you know, like just born inside of a laundromat. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. It's like okay, so you came out of your mom, and then I had to put new, new, new <laughs> coins in the machine. <laughs> Like, that's fucked up, Dad. Well, I'm just saying. I gotta do laundry stuff. I'm, I'm asshole. We'll steal it if you leave it there overnight. <laughs> yeah. Even if it doesn't fit them, they'd still take the shit. Anyway. They take it and sell it for crack. How can you sell other people's clothes for crack? I don't know. There's some type of crack network where people can sell anything and get money for it somehow. Yeah, it's like, I got I got seven gram rocks after trading moldy bananas. I don't know how the fuck it's it like works, how, it just does who, who buys moldy bananas? I still don't know who bought that. <laughs> it's the crack network. It's the crack network. Is it like the social network, like the movie, they just make one called the crack network? Yeah. Look, when, you, when you're when you talking about the social network movie, you understand who's in that fucking movie, though? Uh, it's a lot of people. It's Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake, and Jesse Eisenberg. And Eisenberg, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on down to Burgerville. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Stallone was born in New York City, New York. He was born in New- Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, okay. But he has a statue in Philly, for real. That statue is real. It was real, yeah. <laughs> um, so, moving on to the next point. <laughs> this is... Oh, this is going to get hateful. First sentence. That ugly bitch Talia Shire <laughs> hangs around because I believe these are the only gigs she can get besides The Godfather. The movies her dad directs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that hateful. Like, as soon as I found that, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely copying that, because I want to see the look on Steve's face. <laughs> so, and the kid who plays Rocky's son in this movie is really, like, four years older than, is four years older in Rocky Five. There are simply too many ludicrous elements to ignore. Polly's robot, which, for one, his robot was badass. His robot was real, by the way. Yeah. They, they actually made that. Uh, Polly's robot, 
Brigitte Nielsen, uh, even less expensive than the robot, about a thousand music video styled montages. What is the point of Polly? They just put that out there. What's the point of Polly? And then, one of the film's most annoying ploys uh, is the casting by Stallone of his soon-to-be wife, Brigitte Nielsen. In order to make space for her in the cast, Stallone completely underwrites the Drago character, rendering him virtually speechless. This allows the Nielsen character, Drago's wife, to speak for him and have herself a nice amount of screen time. This gimmick is about as artificial to filmmaking as Stallone's marriage to Nielsen turned out to be. Yeah. Oh, wow. This yeah. dude. Attacking the women and Polly and his son. For some reason, they didn't like they didn't rec- like Rocky's son. For one, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Yeah. It's constantly one of the best parts of these movies. Yeah. Rocky Five took a dive because she's dead in that universe. Yeah. And you didn't have Adrian. And I like Rocky Five. Um, yeah. That was uh, Tommy the no, Machine no, no, she, Gun. No, she's in it. I'm in six. I'm in Rocky Balboa. Yeah, Balboa. She's in five. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, in five, I'm like, uh, it's been sorry. a while yeah, since yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. five. I'm in six because yeah. she's, like, going in six or whatever. And she's going in Creed, but you got somebody like Michael B. Jordan. It's about Michael B. Jordan and Creed. Yeah. Um, but Adonis Creed. Adonis. Um, but see, the thing is, is she's an amazing actress, and also she's beautiful. You piece of shit. And maybe, right. maybe not be what your idea of beauty is, but she's very beautiful, very great actress. She didn't get that part in Godfather because she was Francis Ford Coppola's. I think is she his daughter or I thought. I thought well, it was Sophia his niece. Coppola. I thought it was his is, niece. I think Talia Shire is his niece. If I'm yeah, not so mistaken. he's wrong on that. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that's his niece. Just like Nicolas Cage is his nephew. Yeah, but you know, I don't see you right about that. Yeah, asshole. ain't no Nicolas Cage <laughs> in this movie. Uh, but for one, like all this stuff that you're saying right here, uh, and Dolph Lundgren was the choice not to speak. It was uh, Richard Nelson was written in later. Um, because he wanted her, Stolen did want her in the movie, but it's the better for it. It really is better for it. I mean, she is great in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think but that... It's, look, Stallone wants to add more women to the movie, and then you go the fuck off. You pretty much diss any woman in this movie. Yeah. And then diss Polly, which is a part of Rocky. You yeah. You know, he's been there since Rocky won, so you want to know what Polly's part is? He's a part of the family. Yeah. I mean, he's he's Adrian's brother. You what know. do you want Polly to do? Fight Ivan Drago? Yeah, exactly. He can only do what Polly can do. In the earlier Rockies, he was kind of like the shitty brother. And then Rocky kind of set him straight and gave him jobs and stuff like that. Try to stop him from being an alcoholic and a gambler for the most part. Yeah. But, you know... Because there's that scene in 3 where... He gets he gets drunk and he's like walking through town. And he throws that bottle of alcohol at the pinball machine, yeah. and then he gets like arrested for like drunken disorderly conduct. And they throw him in the drunk tank and he's all fucked up in the in the drunk tank. And then you know Rocky comes to bail him out, and then he, you know it's like he he just he acts like you know he's un, he's ungrateful to all of it. And he was like he was like you got all this money. You know, and then you know you you put you put Mick in your house, and what did you do for me? 
you know, and all this kind of stuff because he's he's bitter, he's angry yeah. at him, and then eventually it gets to a point where he was like, "I want a job," and he's like, "If if you wanted to work for me, that's all you had to say." You know? Yeah, he's like, why didn't you just tell why me? Why didn't you just tell me? I would have yeah, I I hired know, you on the back No, he's just like, hey, why didn't you just say something? Right. You had to go, you know... Trying to fight him and everything yeah, in, the, in the parking structure? Yeah. And, and you know, just because we're talking about the universe of Rocky in 5, whenever you see that progression, and uh, Tommy Gunn in that bar at the end, like, slaps or... Punch, does he punch or slap him? I uh, forgot. I think he punches Polly. Yeah, he punches Polly, and he was like, why don't you try knocking me down? Yeah. And he was like, anytime, you know, in the ring, anytime or whatever, and he's like, my ring's outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, we'll do this. And as soon as he said we'll do this, that uh, dude that's supposed to be like Don King or whatever is like, no, 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 don't. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't do that. Oh, yeah, his promoter, yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. like, no, no, don't, don't do yeah, that, Yeah, don't man. do that. He's yeah. a street fighter. <laughs> yeah. You, you too pretty for the streets, son. You're going to get fucked up. <laughs> Stallone whoops his ass and then uppercuts that Don King motherfucker. You think, Touch me and I'll sue. And he like uppercuts him. He's like, sue me for what? Tiger uppercut. <laughs> yeah. Tiger uppercut. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's like, but that's the thing is that Polly is far, part of the family. And I think that the, like, when if you're looking at the dynamics of the way that the characters work, it's like Adrian is pretty much like his inspiration because Adrian's the thing that keeps pushing him. Especially in this movie. He goes off to train to Russia by himself because she's like, you know, I don't want to see you die too. She's already seen Apollo die against Ivan. And, you know, she's kind of like, I don't want to see you die against him too. And I, I don't want to have to go through this again. And then, so he goes to Russia, he starts training and, and everything. And then when, when she shows up, it shit changes for him because he's like, okay, I got Adrian on my back now. Everybody's on board with me. You know, my crew's with me. Everybody's pushing me to go whoop his ass, so I'm, I, I have the motivation now. You always hear that music when Adrian shows up, too. That da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you, know, you, you always hear that because great that's music. the thing that that's the thing that gets him. It, that's she's the thing that kind of kicks him in his ass and gets him where he needs to be. You know. And I forget which one it is. I want to say it's the second one. Uh, now that I've, because uh, th I thought it was this one, but now I, I'm realizing it was probably the second one because he fought Apollo in the first one, and then in the second one he was fighting, and she didn't want to be there. Yeah. Right. She didn't want to be there for that second fight. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I remember right, yeah. Eventually she shows up, and uh, she's like, dude do one thing for me and he was like what he's already all beat up or whatever or does he show up back or she shows up backstage no no she shows up during the fight and she yeah like, ringside yeah do do one thing for me or something like, like what and she's like win yeah and then he kicks the shit out of the <laughs> yeah because they both fall down they hit yeah. each other and knock each but other he down gets up but Rocky time. gets back up and Apollo can't get up and they're like <laughs> They're like, he's just upset the champion. Yeah, well, no, he just won the title. Yeah. You know? All that good stuff. But, uh, okay, so 
moving past the overt sexism of that last comment. Yeah, this dude is a monster. Why do we always find sexism in these movies? For some reason, it, we just keep finding if it. If you notice anything about us, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, like, you know, hot women and stuff like that and joke about it and stuff like that. But you never hear us do that on this show. No. We're, we're doing it as a joke, and, you know, women that are hot should be, you know, talked about. And I think, you know... <laughs> Yeah. I don't see any problem with that as long as you're not a creep about it and you don't try to, you know, touch nobody and all that kind of weird shit. Yeah. Stalk them and, you know, fucked up shit like Hollywood's been doing lately. Yeah. Getting yourself on that Me Too list. Yeah. You know. Me but Too, uh, motherfucker. Yeah. Terry uh, Crews is on Me Too. Jesus. Yeah. I mean. Hollywood's like fucking weird. Exactly. It's like, how are you going to... Grab Terry Crews' dick. How are you gonna do that, man? How do you? How do you? How do you, how do you have that balls? Yeah. How, how do you like? Yeah, I'm just gonna grab like this. I mean, if he was like an awful human being, I'm pretty sure he'd be charged a murder at this point. Yeah. Cause you know you get your uh, you get your junk grabbed by another man, and it's not even like. For some kind of homosexual thing, it's not a gay thing. It's a power it's, thing. It's purely just a power thing, like, I own you. I even own your manhood. And he was like, fucking no, you don't. <laughs> you yeah, definitely you don't, don't own my that's manhood. that's possible for a lot of people. I mean, what's he going to do? He's like, okay, well, let me beat this guy to death. And it's like, okay, then what? You go to prison. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He gets to die a nice death, and you get to live the rest of your life in a yeah, cell. Yeah, he'll die, and they'll be like, oh, rest in peace, so-and-so, and Terry Crews is a piece of shit. Yeah. That's what would happen in that scenario. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so it says, uh, okay, so the Russians in the mid-'80s have suddenly discovered professional boxing. Wonderful. They didn't just discover it, mind you. They, they've also become quite uh, crazy about it willing to train an inhuman man-machine to become the world champion and to cheer for it wildly. Terrific! And then the members of the Politburo, all of them, go to watch a professional boxing match between their beloved machine and American hero. Absolutely fantastic. Now, what planet is this movie set on again? And so this guy thinks that Russians didn't know about boxing until the 1980s? Yeah, well, no, see, the thing is, is that, like, if you, if you pay attention to the movie when it's actually, you know, going on and not falling asleep or doing something else, you realize that they, they basically have been in uh, amateur boxing for a long time as far as the world stage because what did Ivan Drago do before he decided he wanted to challenge somebody like Rocky? Because originally he wanted to challenge Rocky and then Apollo stepped in. What was he doing before he did that? You remember? Uh, no. Do you? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was an Olympic boxer. Yeah, that's right. He Ivan Drago. Yeah, yeah, Ivan Drago was like he was like what like a gold medal winner in like Olympic boxing. If I remember right, he was like he was a gold medal winner. Yeah, he won the Olympics. Yeah, and so they basically were like, look, we do amateur boxing as far as the world stage, but because you know it's the Soviet Union doesn't put themselves in the same sort of you know, like, sanctioning committees and stuff like that as you'd have in, like, what, let's see, what would, uh, what would Rocky and, like, Apollo and those guys be in? Would it be, like, the WBA, like, the World Boxing Association? 
Is that what they're considered? Uh, I'm sure they would be. I mean, I don't think it's anything real. I don't think they call it that in the movies, but that's essentially what it's supposed to be is something like the WBA, which is like the the authority that pretty much handles all the international boxing. Um, But so they haven't been involved in that because they basically have, I would imagine, like their own boxing federation that they do just within the Soviet Union and the Soviet countries. And so now... They're thinking like, hey, we have a guy who is badass that he can not only kick anybody's ass in Russia, but he can basically kick anybody's ass in the world. So what we're going to do is we're going to put this kid on the world stage and we're going to take our Olympic champion and have him go over to, you know, the other, like to Europe and to America and all these different countries and whoop everybody else's ass and prove that the Soviets are the best in the world. We can not only win the Olympics in boxing, but we can win the World Heavyweight Championship. And that's the whole point of this is that they're basically using Drago as a vehicle to push them under the world stage to further the Soviet influence and right. to try to get more people to see the Soviets in action, especially their athletes like Drago. And it, it's like if you don't understand that when you're watching this, and also it's not the all it's not the members of all the members of the Politburo that go to see him fight, it's a lot of them, but it's not all of them, because that would be no. stupid. That would be a huge international security risk to have all those Politburo members where they could just get, like, assassinated or something. Like, you wouldn't do that. Somebody would bomb the building. Yeah, somebody would, like, bomb the building. Like, there would be a sniper, there would be a bomb, there would be something, a gas attack. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't put all those guys in the same building. That would be stupid by the Russians, you know? Okay, let's get to the next stupid comment. So, I think we pretty much destroyed that one. Yeah, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it says the... The answer is yes. Yes, you should. So it says, The basis of the film, which begins uh, with an exhibition bout between Apollo and the Russian fighter Ivan Drago. Furthermore, they shouldn't have killed Apollo. I mean, in the third movie, Mickey died, and now another key character dies. Now let's think of this logically. Your friend Game is, of Thrones Rocky. Right. Your friend is uh, killed by somebody. Your natural response is to fist fight him, because afterwards, when the fight is over... If you hit him more times than he hits you, it will make up for your friend's death. Uh, does that make any sense whatsoever? Hasn't Rocky heard of a gun? Whose wiener? Did, whose wiener did Sly have to suck to get this piece of uh, this piece off the ground? Rocky feels the need for some revenge, so he frantically does everything that he can to make himself strong enough to defeat the Russian. He puts his life in danger, much to the upset of his wife. Again, this film revisits the the strength that Rocky receives through his wife. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we already talked about that. Adrian's kind of like the one who anchors him. And that's like, Adrian's like his motivation. But <laughs> there's like a bunch of shit in there where it's like, so... The you thing want is, Rocky to go get a gun and yeah. shoot Ivan Drago? Yeah, so you want this to be kind of like, you know, Batman Begins where he has the pistol in the courtroom. Yeah, it's like, uh, and then just <laughs> bam. Bam! Yeah. I just shot Ivan Drago in the head. I just shot him Everyone in the head. Everyone loves me. I yeah. proved my point. I'm sure Apollo loves me now. Like, I yeah. made his family proud because now I'm a murderer. Yeah, I, 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 re, I, I re-killed. He killed Apollo, then I, I re-killed and, and got Drago. So that Drago. makes Rocky a good character now because I went, bang! No, that's not who Rocky is. Yeah. Why doesn't somebody just get a gun and go, bang, finish it, you know? If yeah. you remember what movie that's from. Yeah, well, he, well uh, this is Austin Powers. Uh, no, actually, oh. it's no, not from that. Austin he Powers. does say that in Austin I think, Powers. I think, I think, 
Yeah, but where that comes from is from a movie that's even older. Well, just tell us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's yeah. from Enter the Dragon. Okay. When they're talking about him going to Han's Island, and he was like, why do a tournament? Why doesn't somebody just take a gun in there and just bang, finish it? You know, and they're like, well, because Han's paranoid of guns. He doesn't allow guns on the island, so it has to be done through martial arts. You know, but that's the thing. It's like, you, I mean, to think that Rocky would just, like, get a gun and just go fucking shoot Ivan, in, like, in the chest or something. That's not like, the story. That's not the story. The and story it, is it that they settle it in the ring. It wasn't Ivan's intention on killing Apollo either, but let's not forget that Apollo, in that moment, was a bad guy also. He was rubbing everything in the face of Ivan Drago. Yeah. And just angering, angering him. And, um... He did because it on purpose. He, he thought, you know, he didn't take it seriously. He was, he thought Ivan Drago was a joke. He was going to come in there like he's, you know, in his 20s and just destroy Ivan Drago without any training or anything, just kind of like showing off. And then Ivan Drago beats his head and his pride tells him not, Rocky not to throw the, the towel, which obviously Rocky should have still thrown the towel after the first round. Yeah. But the pride, the pride of America versus the pride of Russia, you know, got in the way. And he was also kind of. What was worse the, than death for Ivan Drago was losing to Rocky in the end, because then he had to live with that loss. Yeah, uh, you know, especially when you're considered like this unstoppable, like just fucking fighting machine like Drago is, and then to lose your second like professional style fight. Like, that's got to be devastating for somebody who's that young, you know? It's like, what does Rocky just shoot him in the head? It's like, okay, you think that's Rocky's character? Yeah, no, he's not going to do that. But also, the idea that it's like, you know... It's not you, you piece of shit. Yeah, it's like, you know, the whole idea that, like, whose dick did he suck to get this movie made? It's like, he didn't have to do any of that. Rocky, by this point, had three super successful movies. Making a fourth one was just basically a formality. And this one made the most money. Yeah. So if you want to talk about, like, you know... So you're did, sucking his dick at this point. Right, yeah. And you're also, you're contributing a, a little bit of a nibble on that dick because you're on here on IMDb talking about it, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you, you don't, don't like nibbling it, on that cock. This that means, <laughs> you know, you, you had to do this, like, when when did this dude make it? I mean, at least had to have been, like, 20 years later. I Some of these were from, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but like, still 20 years later, 2000. someone had to have thought about this movie and been like, you know what? Fuck this movie. I'm posting it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fuck Rocky IV. It's not my favorite Rocky movie. It's like, what is your favorite Rocky movie? My answer is, I hate all of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then why did you watch up to four? Right. You know, yeah, it's like, I hate all these movies. It's like, well, how far did you get in the first one? Oh, I've seen all of them. Well, then you don't really hate them. I mean, you like them too. <laughs> you like them, you just want to bitch online. It would have been like me, like, watching Harry Potter and hating the first five and then bitching about the sixth one. Yeah. It's like, oh, I get the Deathly Hallows part one and two, and it's like, fuck these movies. <laughs> I'm not watching this anymore. Well, that's the end of it. They're done now. Yeah, they're I've, done. I've watched, you've watched all of them you've so far. You've watched everything. It's like, well, then shit. Yeah, now I don't have anything to bitch about on IMDb, you know. But you know, I think the whole thing about, you know, why did they, why did they kill Apollo? It's, it's like, you know, from a storyline perspective, it's, when Mickey died, it was, really more of just kind of like 
his old age and his health and everything was failing on him. Clever Lang's a dick. Yeah, Clever Lang's an asshole. And so, you know, Rocky was even at the point, like, in this movie where he was like, I don't know if I have it anymore, you know, and that kind of stuff. And it's like, when Apollo dies, it's a very big shock to the system because if ever, because everybody's like, damn, this is like one of the greatest champions we've ever had. And Ivan basically kills him in two rounds. You know, like in the second round, he, he, he hits him so hard that he basically kills him. I'm imagining he probably caused some sort of a brain hemorrhage or something. Because, I mean, he was bleeding really bad, and so he's really bad off. But, it, you know, I think the thing is, is that sometimes you have to have drama like this because if Apollo had survived into, like, Part 5, you know, you almost wonder, like, well, what else could he do? Because at this point, Apollo's story is really kind of starting to, to end a bit because in Part 3, he was trying to get into becoming a broadcaster. Because he was doing some of the broadcast stuff in part three. They were when, making him like George Foreman. Yeah, where he was kind of like, you know, doing the broadcasting role, and Rocky's still kind of like on the top. He's the champ, and Clubber's like coming up through the ranks to try and go after him and get the title and everything. And on this one, you can see even when, like, you know, they're doing the press conference where they're talking about, like, you know, we want to go after your American champion, Balboa. And you see he's, like, throwing the tennis balls with the dogs in the pool. And he just kind of, like, stops, like, oh, fuck no. He wants to get Balboa? I want to take his ass out because I, I want to prove that I still have it. And it was basically just, it was Apollo's ego that basically put him in that position. He had no business being in that ring against Drago. He had proven everything that he ever needed to prove. He was a world champion, like, many times over. He was one of the best boxers in the world. He had good money good-looking wife like Apollo had a nice life set up but he let his hubris get in the way yeah and it cost him his life because he went up against the one person he should not have fucked with which was Drago and then shut on this whole country in like three minutes right yeah and it, you know it's yeah basically I mean because you can in you can see and we'll, we'll get to you know we'll get to, to, to Drago here uh, well, I guess we can go ahead and start talking about Drago. Let's talk about in, it. In depth, because I'm kind of, you know, at that point now. So, Dolph Lundgren is meant to play the robotic Russian fighting machine, and is and has and and such has to play no emotion except to follow his program routine of hate for his enemies. This suits his acting abilities well. He does get one of the best lines in the movie, and virtually his only line when he introduces himself to Rocky in the ring with, I must break you. Drago can land a punch that packs 2,000 pounds per square inch. That's 131.57 and like a bunch of numbers times the force of gravity at sea level. Lundgren, who cannot act, is a sullen Aryan monster. He's given a lousy haircut, in case we might not get the point, and even sports a black mouthpiece in the ring in case we miss the haircut, too. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, like, for when, one, Dolph Lundgren is not a lousy actor. No. He's very good. His facial emotions in this, actually, the fact that he chose not to talk through most of this and let his face and emotions do the talking showed you how good of an actor he was early on. Like, I'm not saying he's Leonardo DiCaprio, but he's better than most action stars. Yeah. Um, you know, As he can favorite. tell you, because he's watched most of Dolph's movies. Yeah, I know that he can carry movies on his own with no budget and no supporting actors around him. But you give him Stallone, 
Jean-Claude Van Damme, some of the better acting action stars. Um, makes some real good movies. He's going to be in the new Aquaman, guys. He's going to be in the new Aquaman. Yeah. So watch that. I'm going to. Um, now, I was thinking about this because like, we were having a discussion about like how strong is, is Drago's punch on the sensors. And part of me thinks that do you think that they rigged the sensors to make his punch look harder than it actually is for, like, reporting purposes? Yes. Do you think that they rigged the sensors? Yeah, those to... sensors were definitely rigged. It was the Soviet Union. They're, they're, they're pretty much like what North Korea is now. Yeah, because people were like, how the fuck could he punch with 2,000 pounds per square inch? Because I even asked Steve, I'm like, is that even possible for a human being to punch that hard? And he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no one can punch Because I'm like, I don't know that much about, you know, boxing necessarily, but I'm like, I'm pretty certain that that's not, that's not normal by any means. It's not means. possible. That's, that's like a superhero strength. Yeah. So basically, I'm, I'm assuming that like they... Like Captain America sim- probably punches at that. <laughs> yeah, that but that's because he's, like, he's been like genetically modified to be exactly, a freak of nature. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. He's a superhero. Yeah. So Captain America could probably punch at that exact strength. Yeah. Do- uh, the, uh, Ivan Drago cannot. Yeah. He, I don't think that was ever real. It was just fabricated numbers to, to intimidate people. Yeah. But the... Well, I think when people talk about, like, his acting and stuff like that, it's like, and he can't act and everything. And it's like, you know, sometimes I think people think that if you're in an action movie, you can't act. Jet Li's one of the best fucking actors that we've ever seen, and he also happens to be an extremely badass martial artist. And if you don't know if he can act, just watch Unleashed, for one, you know, and then... um, Fearless. Fearless. Hero. Uh, hero, like we can keep going on and on and on, but he's yeah, an amazing Jason actor. I'm sorry, you can't act anymore, bro. <laughs> Bruce Willis, you garbage. Yeah. Oh man, poor old Bruce Willis. But the Leonardo DiCaprio, Inception, technically an action star. You suck, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> Although he did do some pretty good acting when he uh, fucking broke his hand and. Django Unchained, yeah. and he was still acting even though his hand was like clearly fucked up and bleeding. Because well, that's because he's a badass actor. And he kept well, that's going. because you know Leo thrives on that type of shit. Mistakes on the set, Leo almost does better in those situations because yeah. you know he he knows how to just like feed off from it. He's he's really good at that. Right. Well, that's why he's kind of Daniel Day Lewis in his career now, where he's like, I'll do a movie like every four years now. Yeah. Since I am awesome, because he did like a thing where Leo was putting out like three movies a year. Now he's like, I will give you a movie like once every four years now. Right. And they're all going to be Oscar-worthy movies. Yeah, uh, he's kind of like the next generation of Daniel Day-Lewis. But but uh, I think he's doing it right because, in my opinion, like Halle Berry won the Oscar then did like five movies in one year and then like four more years and people were burned out on her and then she started getting a bunch of crappy movies and then she just had a bunch of bad luck yeah like Catwoman and yeah. stuff like that yeah um, too much of something is bad like they were saying like it seems like audience or audiences are very burnt out on The Rock now 
Maybe, yeah. Well, the skyscraper his, hasn't done that much. Yeah, they're saying like his last few movies all in a row has kind of been like no one really wants to see him. Yeah, like Rampage did like okay, but not yeah. for The Rock. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually, uh, just so you guys know, and Baywatch. If you, if you guys read a report on Yahoo that said um, The Rock is now the highest paid actor ever in Hollywood. He made $124 million last year. You guys might have read that. Wrong. Still wrong. Still Keanu Reeves. Whoever wrote that article did not do the research. Listen to one of our older episodes. He made $150 million for one Matrix movie. Yeah. So still the highest paid actor of all time. Right. Yep. <laughs> but I think for when you talk about like action stars, for example, and then them not being able to act, because everybody always talks about Arnold and Stallone and Van Damme, and you know Dolph comes up in that conversation. Well, see of, the, the, like action guys who can't act, and in this movie, this is probably some of his best acting because. The only thing he can do is reactions and his facial expressions. Right. That's really fucking hard to do. Anybody can do dialogue. I, I can give Steve the fucking Godfather script right now, and Steve could probably act decently enough that somebody would be like, okay, I'll take you on for a movie. No, but I can James Conn that shit. <laughs> I will be in that shit. Yeah. He will be like, okay, and Stiff scene. neck and everything. Right. And I'm like, in scene. And but, it's like, who told you you could act? You fucking director of your Gatorade commercial. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I think if you look at, especially like Drago's expressions in this movie, like when he's being raised up on the, the ring, because they're in Vegas, right, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're in Vegas because they have all the showgirls Our and everything. Reno, little Vegas. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the dirty little brother of Las Vegas. Uh, but he's like being raised up in the ring and... He's being like pulled up into this thing, and he sees like showgirls dancing with like big like feather dresses, and you know you've got like the band playing. You got James Brown there singing "Living in America," and then you fucking see Apollo coming down his platform, and he's got like a fucking um, like one of those like uh, those giant like hats. It's like a oh shit. Top hats? Yeah, it's like it's like a top hat, like a big like flashy top hat. Yeah. And well, then the he's American got flag top and then hat. he's got like the uh, you know the American flag vest and the shorts and he's got like the red and white red red white and blue boots and he's got all the flashy shit on and Drago's just looking around at all this like, okay, so I come to your country, and all you do is you just flash all of this shit in my face. Yeah, it wasn't classy at all. Yeah, it was like really a big sign of disrespect. It was insulting. Yeah. Because he's like, you're just going to throw your fucking country in my face like this. And he's like, okay. And I think that was part of the You can motivation. almost see in his face where he's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't do this to me. You don't have me come over to your country and then you disrespect me like this. Yeah, I don't you think know. it was a pre-thing. It's like, I'm going to get him in the ring and kill him. But whenever he's just like, yeah, you know, all this American stuff in your face. And I'm dancing and smiling in your face and stuff. And Drago's like, okay. Well, the bell rings, I'm about to fucking slaughter you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because in the first round, he kind of held back a bit. And then in the second round, I mean, he just proceeds to, like, destroy Apollo. And if he dies, he dies. Yeah. 
And it that that's when it's like and you see like because he's it because the thing I think with Drago is that it doesn't really matter what the fuck he wants to do. He doesn't really have a choice because he grew up in a communist country. He has to he do is what he's meant told. to be a fighter. He has to do what he's told. And because you even see the point at the end where they're talking about like you know, I I you know I'm not doing this for my for my country. I'm doing this for me. Yeah, well, that dude. Actually, I had a theory about that scene myself. Uh, I don't know if I've heard it before, but at the end, I feel like Drago lost on purpose. Oh, to show the Soviets that. You know, it's like you, you know, the, this communist system doesn't necessarily work because you're not able to do what you want to do. You don't have the freedom. It's like, yeah. I don't have the freedom to do what I want to do. I was meant to be a boxer and that's all I can do. It's like Balboa chose to be a boxer and that's his decision. Right. You know, because as soon as where he like throws the dude off the ring and it's the last round, Drago doesn't fight the same as he's fought the whole fight. He, him and Rocky's just kind of like, come on, come on. Or whatever, and he hits Rocky a few times, and then Rocky knocks him down, and Drago goes to get up, and then he just kind of falls down. And they're like, oh yeah, it's over with. And I'm just kind of like, Drago lose that on purpose? Because, you know, they're like, you know, we control you, you do what we tell you. And he's yeah. like, nope, fuck you. I'm yeah. going to lose. Yeah. I, I, you know, I do this for me, I don't do it for you. Yeah. So I'm going to lose, because that's my choice. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a... A thing about him basically turning against the communism that that you know that made him you know, and I think the other thing too is I don't think because you can see that like there's that whole thing in the when they first go to the Soviet Union and they're they're showing them like you know it's like we, we this here is to make a man a better man you know and they're showing like all the advanced like just the biology shit that they do and all the training facilities that he has and everything. And, you know, they're like, well, what's, you know, what, what's your, your say on the reports that there has been, you know, like steroid doping and stuff like that inside of your country? And you see the one guy kind of does like that thing where he just kind of looks at her like, yeah, don't talk about that shit. And she was like, she was like, Ivan is naturally trained, you know, he's, he's an amazing athlete, yeah. you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and you see Drago's almost like he kind of looks at her and then he sort of like looks away and then he looks at her and he's like, yeah, you're not going to tell them that you guys just shoot me full of roids, right? Because that, yeah. he doesn't have a choice in the matter. It's like you are you are meant to be like this just unstoppable like machine, and we are just going to make sure that we just keep putting roids into your body to make sure. But he's probably thinking at that point, like, if you guys keep doing this, you're going to destroy my health. You don't give a shit about me. You yeah. want me to be the poster boy that you can put up with that hammer and sickle and make this kind of like godlike figure, you know? And it's like, you don't give a shit about me. And that's why, like, your idea that he throws it at the end is like, I'm not going to do this shit anymore because if I lose, yeah, they'll give up on me. That's what it looked like to and me. And I can and have my own life. It didn't look like necessarily like Rocky beat him. Or, you know, Rocky did technically beat him either way. Um, but Rocky may have made him realize, like, hey, I can lose this fight and then I might be free. Yeah. He was looking at it more for personal reasons. Yeah. Because yeah. he's talking about he fights for me. And then Drago could have clearly got up from that. And yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He chose to stay down because that was the only way he was going to get out of that life of the training. Because he was he was never knocked out. Yeah. No. He was conscious that whole time. Yeah. He. I mean, he got he got fairly fucked up. Like his eye got cut and everything. Yeah, that was and, in like the second round though. Yeah, he got cut way early. 
But, uh, but yeah, so we'll go ahead and... I think we made it. Okay, good. So, anyway, uh, let's see. So the next one, since we're talking about uh, fights and stuff like that, let's go to this next piece. So the fight scenes are as badly cliched as the rest of the movie. I'm not too interested in boxing, but even I know that punches don't sound like Why that. Why the fuck are you watching this and, movie? Man? And no one gets hit as heavily and over such a long period of time as Dolph and Sly get during their bout and actually live. Of course, the fight follows our hero, gets badly beaten, but then rises to beat the baddie and win over the crowd cliche. The fight scene with Drago was worse than a Popeye cartoon. You know, Bluto just beats him until he cracks open that can of spinach. Now, if you don't believe me, count it yourself. Rocky got punched full force in the face 50 times in the first round. That's right, 50 times. During the course of the fight, he was punched in the face over 200 times. That's more than any boxer got tagged in their entire career. They wouldn't have, uh, they would have been in a coma had this had happened to them. Do you suppose that any human being would be able to take the types of blunt force head traumas that Rocky had t has taken over the years? I don't think so. And after watching this film, Rocky should have been decapitated. Most boxers, just so this guy will know, throw about a hundred or so punches around. Right. Uh, watch HBO, or go back and watch HBO Boxing when they had it, and you'll see, like, oh, well, they threw, you know, 110 punches, 60 of them landed, this of many of them landed, and 200 shots to the head, that's nothing for a boxer. Uh, try about 2,000 shots to the head for most boxers. Yeah. Not in one match, I'm just talking about probably over career. Career, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know nothing about fighting at all. Yeah. If you're in boxing, you're going to get hit in the head a lot. Yeah. But the, I, the thing is that, like, punches don't sound like that. It's like, yeah, punches don't sound like that. If you want to hear, like, actual boxing, just watch Showtime Boxing, HBO Boxing. Wait, Showtime has boxing? Yeah, Showtime has boxing. It's Showbox. Is it like, are they naked? No, that's, no. Cin that's Cinemax boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cinemax boxing is basically it's uh it's naked fighting. Naked yeah. fighting. It happens. Just gotta get on that Cinemax boxing. Yeah. Is Cinemax still around? Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to look is it Star up. Star still around? Uh, yes, because wow. uh, Stars is owned by uh, CBS or something. I think I forgot. Is CBS still around? Yes, they are. Okay. Because, like, literally Big Bang Theory is the only thing keeping that place afloat at this point. Is Roseanne still around? No. Okay. No, definitely not. That's going... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like if you, if you wanted to see... Hold like, on one more. Is Owen Wilson still around? Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your viewpoint. Whoa. But, whoa. <laughs> so... <laughs> We just blew your mind. Because you weren't even thinking about Owen Wilson. Uh, surprise, Owen Wilson. Surprise, no. Owen Wilson. Uh, but, you know, it's like, if you want to see reality, then you just watch HBO boxing or Showtime boxing. Yeah, you don't this, watch this, this movie to boxing. be like, I want to see some real boxing. I'm going to watch Rocky. Boxing is the thing that makes the story go forward because you always have another fight. That's the thing that propels the story along. If you didn't have boxing in his movies, what the fuck would they be about? It would be about Polly being an asshole, 
you know, it, Rocky trying to win over Adrian, then he wins over Adrian, and it's like, moving well, over. Just, yeah, we're done. There's no boxing. There's no fights here. Because let's remember, great man once said, home where you make it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You like uh, to case. see homos naked. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like to see homos naked? In case you don't know what that's from, that's from, from Waterboy. Which that's is from uh, Joe Dirt. Is it? Oh, is it? Well, then what the fuck does the Cajun guy say in, in Something Waterboy? Something like that. He says, like, come on. Oh, okay, because I'm thinking of, the, of like, the same, like, Cajun-type character. It's the same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. Okay, my bad. But Joe Long Dirt's movie. where he's like, Holmes worked Mike. Yeah, that's Joe right, Dirt's yeah, like, because... Likes to see Homer's neck in. That doesn't really help me any. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will eventually have to do Joe Dirt then. Because... <laughs> Not I'm, Joe Dirt 2, though. We're beyond the hate, but that movie was complete garbage. I hadn't seen Joe Dirt It was too. a crackle movie, so you can't just... You can go ahead Oh, and yeah, you already know. Yeah. yeah. Crackle <laughs> makes the worst shit. <laughs> like, those... Beyond the hate, we're talking about, like, movies or pop culture stuff or whatever... Crackle doesn't make movies. They cash in. Yeah. Hate all the shit you want because that's just horrible. Yeah. But uh, they shouldn't even got David Spade to do that. They should have got like Scott Kane to do it or something. <laughs> it's like you know who could be Joe Dirt, Casper Van Dien, because he ain't doing shit right now. Wait, he's not. No, he's definitely not. I mean, I hadn't looked up, like, his IMDb to see if he's working on anything. I'm pretty certain that he's not. Look, I know you cast for Van Dien, but if you would get James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Oh, Vanderbeek would crush it as Joe Dirt. You would make at least... $25 million. <laughs> I was going to say $300,000, oh. but yeah. Oh, you mean it was going to cost $25 million, but they were going to make three hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, probably yeah. what it would be. That would probably be, yeah, that's probably how it would work. <laughs> That would be terrible. That would be It's like, we got Halle Berry to be in this movie. It's like, really? And the walks in the room is like, that's not Halle Berry. Shit, it isn't. Her name is Halle Berry, too. Right, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant you actually got, like, the the Halle Berry. The real Halle Berry. It's like, no, no, no. We found a chick named Halle Berry also. Yeah. That's a real name. And she's a shade of brown, so she counts. It's like, (laughs) I don't think that's how that works. I'm pretty sure this is racist. Yeah, this is kind of racist. But we're filming it. Because, because we fucking, we, we have to do it, so... So you're going to be, like, second credit, and you're going to be, like, a scene. Yeah. But your name's Halle Berry. It's spelled differently, but it may confuse people to watch this movie. Yeah, some people maybe that are dyslexic will be like, oh shit, Halle Berry's in this movie. Halle Berry, and they're, like, watching it, and it's like, Where, where's Halle Berry? Yeah. Shit! <laughs> I got duped so bad. It's like watching a movie, and it's like... Like, uh, Rob Van Dam or something. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. They just, just call like, him, like, John Van Dam. No, like, no, they just, like, put Van Dam, starring Van Dam on the cover. But it's something. actually Rob Van Dam, <laughs> yeah. It's actually Rob Van Dam. And he just shows up, and, the, and you're like, like what, what the, the fuck? Guy? I thought this was Jean-Claude. Man, I got <laughs> fucked over by this fucking ECW wrestler. Damn it. You know? But he is one of a kind. Anyway, um, <laughs> one of a kind. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it's funny how like we're we're talking about this and wrestling still keeps creeping in even on a boxing episode. Thunderlips. 
Thunderlips was the bomb. Thunderlips. Okay, let's get to the comments. So, anyway, moving away from Hulk Hogan's Thunderlips, uh, we have, uh, this next comment is uh, the little... Damn it, now I gotta say something. Why couldn't he just be Hulk Hogan? Right, yeah. Wouldn't that have been better? But no, they were saving the, uh, the him turning heel for the NWO. Who that was the master the plan? I mean, they should have just made him Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he was still doing it for charity. Yeah, wouldn't have been funny if it was like if it was just actually Hulk Hogan. If it was just Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but I also think it's funny how like, you know, the two people in that movie are the two people that they started WrestleMania with, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Right. That was part of them. That was the main event of the first WrestleMania. It's kind of interesting how that weaves itself into the Rocky universe. You know. Right. Um, Vince McMahon seeing this movie is like, I need both of those guys. Yeah. WrestleMania! Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense, Vince. Shut the fuck up, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired! <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we don't get fired, let's move on. Uh, the little plot that the movie has is padded out with sequences of bad 80s music that play like music videos. Like, I, it, this showed up so many times, I ended up using it twice. Because this is another person who said it. But on this one, I had, you know, I was like, I have other stuff to add to it. The movie is quite laughable in some places, but the constant flag waving does get a bit much, so this movie is not even the so bad it's funny category. On top of that, there's Sylvester's speech at the end where he brings out the American inside every Russian that's truly stomach-turning. And also, why does the KGB find it necessary to follow Rocky around as he trains? Do they think he will try and steal some state secrets? Why does the crowd? What is the? Yes. Why does the crowd in Russia not support Drago and start yelling Rocky, Rocky? Rocky is is way out of his weight class, also in comparison to Drago. What is the point of Drago's wife being in the movie, and why does she speak for him? Just like the songs, exercise routines, and repetitive clips, it seems redundant to add another installment in this already failing franchise when you clearly lack material. Rocky Four is petty, childish and seems overlong despite its 91 minutes of runtime, for it has, uh, merely has an idea of a TV, TV drama episode which has been stretched to the point of exhaustion. It's painful to watch Sylvester Stallone go through this enormous amount of training and hardly make a point out there. He fails on all levels here, writer, director, and actor, to deliver any loose end of thread for the audience to hang on to. That dude's just... I mean, I don't know what to say about that. That's really fucked up, isn't it? But it's like, because you know, I always felt that the reason that they wanted to watch Rocky was that they didn't know if maybe, like, the Americans might try to, like, bomb them or something, or he might try to do something to Drago. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it was I, during the Cold War. They're, so they're probably they're going paranoid. to watch any American that's in their country. Yeah, because they're probably thinking, like, oh, he's going to be reporting to Reagan, so... Let's keep an eye on him so yeah, he doesn't... Yeah, they probably thought he was working for somebody else. Actually, I have a theory that when Stallone first wrote this script, he had Rocky kind of going a little James Bond here in certain scenes, and the studio was probably like, no, just just keep it to boxing. Yeah, keep it to boxing because we, you know, we, can, we can get our political statement stuff out of the way and not have to have you, you know, trying to steal like, things from the Russians, like, military secrets or or yeah. something like that, you know? We have a good point at the end, which is, despite our differences, we can all come together in the end. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, uh... 
Well, since it kind of adds into this, I'll, I'll throw this in here, and then we'll just kind of, I guess, wrap it up. But wrap so, it up, Pete. So the last thing that it that I had on here was it says, when the Soviet fans, as well as the Soviet government officials, stand up and cheer Rocky at the end, you can't help but roll your eyes in disbelief. Cold War metaphors delivered with all the subtlety of a sledgehammer dampens the storytelling. Should have uh, stopped at three. Four, no more. A camp classic, funny for all the wrong reasons. This has got to be the biggest waste of film in the 80s, and yes, I'm including Police Academy. And all, of, hey, all hey, in all, hey, Rocky hey. Four doesn't compare to the masterpiece that was Rocky, the original, or even Rocky Two and Three, which were great movies. Too much politics. But I, I think that like there's there's a lot of stuff in here that I think people like they had like problems with because for one, like the KGB and the Russians following him, you know, and the idea that like Drago's wife would be you know talking more than he does. It's like look. First of all, we've already established that Brigitte Nielsen's a pretty good actress. Like, very it's damn like, good. It's like, that woman shouldn't be talking. Yeah, why is she talking and not working in my kitchen? It's like, where the fuck are you being sexist about this? Where's this apron? Naked. Like, yeah, seriously, it's like, yeah, go ahead and, uh, you know, go ahead and make me dinner and then, you know, I'll make you a real woman later. It's like, no, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, when people do skeezy stuff like that, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't talk <laughs> to women that way. Like... But, you know, the other thing, too, is that, like, she's an Olympic swimmer. Like, they say that she's like, a, she's like a champion Olympic swimmer, and I'm imagining she probably met Drago while they were working, you know, while they were competing in the yeah, Olympics. Yeah, to make superhuman babies. Yeah, because it's like, look, you're like a freakish athlete, he's a freakish athlete, fucking make really freakish babies, you know? Yeah, make That's... superhuman babies, which is going to be in Creed 2. Right, yeah. But, you know, it, it's like... People always talk about stuff like this. Is like this is just like American propaganda, and it's like it is propaganda in, in a sense. Yes, it is. Just in the same way that Captain America was propaganda when we talk about that movie. That movie was like super and propaganda. What's wrong with that? But it's like what we're trying to do is we're trying to show the Russians in the middle of the Cold War. They're like, look, your communist system isn't as good or as strong as you think it is. Because guess what happens in 1991, Steve? The fucking Soviet Union collapses. That's why you have all these And it was because everywhere. of Rocky. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, yeah, Rocky basically tore down the Soviet Union because after they watched this think movie, they're like, this shit. they're like, well, we're done. Yeah, Mr. Rocky Gorbachev, beat the shit out of Ivan Drago. Yeah, Mr. Gorbachev tore down this wall. And he, they fucking tore the wall down in Berlin and they were like, you know, fuck it. We did this because Rocky defeated Drago. You know, and all this kind of stuff. A win for America? Fuck communists. If you hate this movie, you're a communist. Right. But I just think that, you know, like... You would vote for Adolf Hitler in the presidential election. Right, yeah. Which, you know, that's also pretty fucking disturbing and sad. But, uh, it... You know, I think that... As far as, like, you know, people want to, like, shit on Stallone. It's like, look, he's not a good director, he's not a good actor, he's not a good writer. And it's like, the Rocky movies are basically his legacy, right? I mean, he basically, you know, th this is, like, his deal. This is what this is what he built was the Rocky movies. That's why he's still attached to all of them. And even though he has stuff like The Expendables, the Rocky franchise is basically his franchise. You cannot do movies about Rocky without Stallone, Right. Right. So, you know, to a degree, it's like he had a point to make in this is that, like, you know, look, communism might not be as good as you think it is. You guys might think it might be good for your country. But, you know, when they went all that time where they had, you know, Stalin and Lenin and all these different people, 
you know, they ended up not being good enough at the end of the day, and the Soviet Union collapsed, and they broke into like, oh, it was like 12 pieces. It's like, you know, Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, uh, you know, Azerbaijan. We don't have to name all of them. Like, all of them. All the Estans. All the Estans. All the Estans that you have over there in that territory basically came from all that. And the Bills. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking Bills. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you've I'm also got... I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Buffalo They're Bills. They're owned by Russia. <laughs> That's why they drafted Josh Allen. Um, but, uh... <laughs> And, you know, uh, Balt Trump at the presidency. <laughs> right. But I think that it's, it's... Buying American franchises, it's like, who owns the Steelers? Germany. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're only, you know, that's why you have black, red, and yellow in their logo. See? We're See? onto something. We, we're we're fucking up onto with you. you fucking and the Russian Illuminati. flag is what? Red, white, and blue, just like the Bills logo. Mm-hmm. You put the shit See? together. We give you the pieces. You fit it together. Put it together. You guys tell us what you think about what's really going on and email us at beyondthehateofyahoo.com. <laughs> we'll figure this shit out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think just to wrap this up, I think that this movie's a great movie. And it's like, look, for one, if you're not a fan of boxing, why the fuck are you watching a movie about boxing? If you don't <laughs> like Stallone, why, why the you fuck are you watching a movie with Stallone in it? If you don't like Dolph Lundgren... Fuck you. He's awesome. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> if you think that Brigitte Nielsen and Talia Shire are only in here uh, because of, you know, some kind of weird thing where, like, Stallone only wanted to put his wife in the movie. And, and Talia, Talia Shire, Shire is only famous because, because her of Rocky. uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Then also fuck you. Yeah, and she can only get in, and she can only get movie parts if it's part of the Rocky franchise. Because she's apparently ugly. Yeah. And it's like, I mean... You know, she might not she might not fit your like classical interpretation of beauty, but she's not an ugly woman by no, any means. No, she's beautiful. She's no, beautiful. she is. And you know, it's like, but that's the thing. It's like when if you have somebody that comes into this movie and they don't like all these things, why the fuck are you watching it? Yeah, add up your likes before you grab a movie. Right. And then you'll save everyone all this bitching, and then these false ratings of movies. Let's try to get that down to a minimum. Stop being a dickless bitch. <laughs> but I think that pretty much wraps it up. This has been Beyond the Hate. Uh, welcome. <laughs> thank you. Come again. Yeah. Welcome and thank you. <laughs>